Hey there, this is Dennis, anyone, with Dennis Hensley. It's a podcast about making things up and making things happen. I'm here with my co-host, Enzo. Say hello, Enzo. Uh, he loves when I record these little leads. He just kind of gets right in there. Um, and he almost licked the mic, so that's okay. It's good luck. Uh, today I have two fantastic guests, um, Mario Diaz and Jackie Beat. They are two of the stars of the play that's going to open next weekend at Cita Del Campo, Who's the Boss? A loving homage to that sitcom, Who's the Boss? Um, they were so much fun to talk to, and I can't wait for you guys to hear it. But first, I want to mention the Dennis Anyone website. If you go there, you can see pictures that go with the podcast. And I took a lot of pictures of Jackie Beat's amazing house um, with a whole room dedicated to the movie Carrie. So I'm going to post a few of those on the website. You can see those at Dennis Anyone. You can also sign up for my newsletter. You can donate to my virtual tip jar. It helps me cover... The expenses that come with doing the podcast, like gas and stuff like that. It's funny, when I used, when I started this, I always wanted people to come to me, like, because it's less time-consuming and whatever, but now I kind of like going to their place. I've always, you know, because you get to see what fun things, and I don't know, you get more of a feel for them. It's cool. Anyway, Jackie's house, spectacular, um, and I've got some pictures that I'll put up on DennisAnyone.net. I also want to mention LifeCast, my side business, where I interview people about their lives, uh, kind of like a podcast, but it's more of a legacy offering, something that will help you remember a milestone in your life. Maybe it's for your parents. We've got Mother's and Father's Day coming up. Uh, it's a perfect opportunity to get a LifeCast, and you can learn about that at getalifecast.com. Okay, now onto the interview. It's Mario Diaz and Jackie Beat, and two things you should know. I get Mario's name wrong right in the top, and we left it in. Uh, I said Mario Lopez, because the truth is I'm often thinking of Mario Lopez anyway, and so sometimes his name just comes out. So I'm embarrassed about getting the name wrong. And the other thing is that Jackie Beat actually performs a song near the end of the podcast. It's a new song parody she wrote. Uh, it's a loving parody to Ario Speedwagon's I Can't Fight This Feeling." It is not safe for work, and... I was so honored to get to hear it. It was like it was like an unplugged uh, interview or something where they're like, okay, now I'm going to do a song. So uh, definitely stick around for that. Um, you will laugh your head off. Okay, without any further ado, here they are. Jackie Beat and Mario Diaz, not Lopez. Hey there, I'm coming to you from the charming Altadena home of Jackie Beat, one of my guests today. She's here with Mario Lopez. <laughs> Are you like he or she? I don't know. I, I always think of you and is your Jackie Beat. Um, it's persona. Mario Diaz. What did I say? You said Lopez, Lopez which is not oh the my first God. time. I thought you were totally kidding. <laughs> no, you know what? The thing is, I have a thing for Mario Lopez. Who no, this, is, I know. this happens to me all the time. I know. I'm not going to, I'm leaving it in. It's I mean, we're like, we're a spitting image. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever met him? I have not met Mario Lopez. Yeah. He's but tiny. I usually don't correct people when they call me Mario I can't, Lopez. I'm really sorry that I did that. Really? I'm a huge fan. I've been wanting to interview you for a long time. Don't, don't ever be sorry about it. No, me. man. I'm, into, I'm, I'm like really into what you do and what you've created and all that oh, stuff. Oh, thank you, sweetheart. And you guys have teamed up to bring a, a new show to the Cavern Club Theater. That is correct. A new, yes. Yes. Who's the boss? Who's the boss? For yeah. Le for legal reasons. For legal reasons. Right on. <laughs> and it's a uh, homage? 
Yeah. How would well, you describe you know, it? Is it a word for word? Um, well, you know, we do the inter- Golden Girls, of course, and the Golden Girls is so well written that we do two episodes and we really don't change a word. I mean, right. we, we get a little sassy and right. campy and whatever, but it really is. So it's pretty well curious, yeah. The way they, that yeah. we've been doing it. But who's the boss? That was our plan to do <laughs> right. two episodes. I don't want to say it's not well written. It's but just, you just did. Well, <laughs> it's not. The it's really girls. not. That it's funny. for kids. It really wasn't that funny. Yeah. Yeah. So classic, straightforward, simple sitcom. It was really right. about these relationships. You know, it was a really basic stuff. There wasn't a lot of jokes, really. That's what we Not discovered. Not a whole lot. But Jackie so we made decided it to take the pilot and just completely rewrite it and turn it into a musical. Right. Fantastic. Right. So now there's uh, singing and dancing, and it's filthy. It's uh, you know, Jackie Beat just messed it all up, and now it's going to be hilarious. It's I, it, it's reminiscent of the stuff we used to do back in New York when Jackie would write um, really horrible interpretations of different films and, and shows that we were fans of. So it's, there's really nothing more fun than being on stage with your best friends just acting like idiots. You know, I'm really excited about it. I love it. Now, what about the show made you want to do Who's the Boss? Well, we just... Every once in a while, you know, you see something and you're like, oh my God, Mario would make such a great Tony Dick. I might have been bugging her a little right. bit about it because I'm trying to. Because when we do the Golden Girls, Mario, you know, has to be like a smaller. The male roles are not very big, they're right. not very funny. And, but it's fun, you know, I have a great time with it, but you know. But it's a lot of work for like, you right. know, oh. And back in the day, I used to get really get to sink my teeth into these shows that we did, so I right. kind of missed it. So I've been kind of bugging Jackie yeah. to write something that I could be a little bit more involved in and, um, I'm so excited I get to have, like, a lead character this time. I also feel like, you know, in Dirty Sanchez, we had a song called Dinner Party. Yeah. And it's very similar because you have, like, you know, Tony. Right. Yeah, these are the kind of the roles that we play when we and work together. And then you together. have Uptight Angela. Yeah. yeah. So that's just, generally the sort of, you know, theme we go with is she plays the conservative gal and I'm sort of the sleazeball schmarmy guy. Yeah. So it kind of fits into our normal sort that's of That's your dynamic that, yeah. that's our, tried and true. Yes. <laughs> um, so you're Angela, that's Judith Light. Uh-huh. Correct. <laughs> Judith not so light. I know. She's proven to be one of our sort of uh, best actresses, uh, right? Best. It's crazy. She's good and everything. And, and we so, mentioned that. Yeah. There's a right. part where she and Mona, who's her, you know, Yeah, Catherine Hellman, right? Her slutty also mother play. played yeah. by Sherry Vine, but we get into a little like argument like, "Listen, I need this series. This is just a <laughs> pilot episode. If you don't let him be the housekeeper, this right. ends right here. Wouldn't it be great if this went 7 or 8 years and went into reruns?" <laughs> And she's like, I have three words for you, set for life. And I say, I have three words for you, classically trained actress. I don't need this family-friendly schmaltz. I intend to do amazing things like Law & Order SVU, Transparent, and who knows, maybe even a critically acclaimed series about the murder of Gianni Versace. Right, which she announced like... Which hasn't happened It's 1984. Versace's alive and well. Hey, don't give away the whole show. Jesus. I need people to come. I... In now, there's something so great about this. I don't know, just the authenticity of that woman. Like everything she does, she's just she takes so seriously, right. you know. And I mean, she's a brilliant actress, and the the fact that she brought that, you know, that seriousness to that sitcom is. But she she almost like her serious actressness is almost what's funny about her. Right. Anyway. I think that's. Like, I thought sure. on Transparent. I thought she was in another show than everybody else. Like she was so into it. Um, but I also did the AIDS ride with um, Judith Light, and she oh, beat wow. me. And she so did? she came in a lot earlier than wow. I did. And, she, and also so did a person with one leg. So wasn't a shining athletic so you moment. you feel really good about yeah, yourself. Yeah, I did. Oh. But you know what? 
Judith yeah. Light was right there peddling with the gays. Impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God love her. Now, for the music we in this, is it original songs or is it songs that we would recognize with new lyrics? Well, I already rewrote the entire show. Okay. And we're doing it Wednesday through Sunday. So I'm like, this is a lot of work for, you know, half a week. Right. But, um, you know, we're doing two shows a night and stuff. But no, it, they're just um, great songs from the 80s. Right. We just consider the decade and the genre. Right. We're not we just, rewriting them. Right. Yeah. We have uh, Madonna, The Cure. Lionel Richie. Lionel Richie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, we don't... It's, all right. <laughs> Who plays Alyssa Listen, Milano? I have... Mario's looking at me like, don't give too much away. <laughs> yeah. Nobody cares these days. That's true. They yeah, go right. to a Britney Spears concert to watch 17 people backup dancing, You're 42 right. video screens, and her barely moving while lip syncing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, it's yeah. all about getting people in it's those It's all about seats. the nostalgia. So I need to entice people. Yes. Right. Um, who plays the Alyssa Milano part? That would be Nadia Ginsburg. Of course. Dear, right. darling, I love brilliant it. comedian, I, Nadia Ginsburg, who you know very yes, well. I, lo- I, I didn't know which role she was playing, though. So Jerry right. Vine is... Um, yeah, she's sort of the tomboy yeah. character, a yeah. little East Coast vibe, and Nadia's going to kill it. It's gonna and you got fun. Danny Pintaro right. to play Danny of, Pintaro. That's the yeah. coup, is that Daniel Pintaro is going to be reliving his role as Jonathan. And, um, you know, the character translated to Bitchy Queen quite quite really? seamlessly because he was it. a bratty kid in the show. So it's amazing how... Uh, I don't know if it's bratty. He was just sort of right. fastidious. Is that the well, word? He had a little attitude. To take a word from the Queen song, Killer Queen. <laughs> yes. Fastidious and precise... Anyway, I love and it. listen, so I've been bugging get... him about. He's been a friend of mine for quite some time. Okay, cool. So I've mentioned this to him. Gosh, a few years ago, yeah. I remember when we first started. You know, we, we'll sit around at brunch and we'll throw out, you know, three hundred ideas that we right. want to do. We're going to do this, and let's do this, and we should do this show. And I'm always waiting for Jackie to write something for me to be in. But um, <laughs> and so I bugged um, I bugged Danny about this one a while ago, and he was into it. And you know, I, I love that. I love that he's coming back and he's ready to sort of poke he fun doesn't at live himself. Here, so, oh, where does he live? He lives in Texas. He's in Texas now. Oh yeah. wow, he's right. coming so, in for the yeah, show. He's coming, he's in, coming for in for the show. I love this. Yeah. So is Sherry Vine. She's coming in for the show as well from New York. And You're bringing uh, in the heavy hitters. She's playing Mona, and she's a you know. Oh my god. Yeah. I mean, she's already like a... An old whore? Yeah, an old whore. <laughs> <laughs> now, but even the character, I'm just saying, like, so we really went to town with her. Yeah. Right. With, with the Golden Girls, your outfits as B. Arthur would, like, get applause just for them themselves. Every time you'd come out in a new outfit, it was just you astonishing. scrunchy boots, culottes, just, and... <laughs> right, right. every tunic. one of them was just like a work of art. Yeah, they really a are. Vulcan the style with triple shoulder pads. Now, this, these, the clothes, these clothes are rem- reminiscent of, yeah. since we are going back to the 80s again, right. so you are going to see the, the shoulder pads. Although, I'm, I'm Jackie's character's I guess you would say a little bit more bland, maybe a little well, bit more Well, we know the Golden beige. Girls each had their sort of look, and this I don't remember how people dressed on who's the boss, right. except for that it was the 80s. Right. It's well, I always say you have to give people what they think they remember. She mm-hmm. is this businesswoman, you right. know, so it's just all about that 80s successful, it's right. really about her Power hair. Power suits. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's the about the fried hair, the glasses, the, the shoulder nose. pads. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tony Danza aged really well. He was like cute in every show that he was on, and now he's like what seventy? Right, old is Tony yeah, Danza he's doing all right. I don't know how old yeah. Tony Danza is now, but you know his really uh, his his strength in that show was um, 
He was hot. He was hot. Super hot. That was pretty much what he brought to the table. He was like the stud. Um, Yeah. I yeah, want a study. Watching was. that as a kid, it was always he's like, hot. please let this be. And then right. there was that one where he did a commercial where he's in the shower. In the shower, yeah. Yeah. He was uh, one of the early fantasies, the early. Um, oh my God. For sure. Right. Uh, Jack Tripper did that for me too, though. Really? There's yeah. an episode where his ball hangs out. Like one of yeah, his Jack balls, Tripper's testicle falls out of his shorts and his it aired. His tennis shorts and it aired. Yeah, you can still find it online. That's actually. amazing. Well, those shorts back in the 80s, that could happen. That upsets I me wish that now basketball players wear like Long, board shorts. I know. There's nothing worse than board shorts. No. Ugh. You want... How are you spelling board? I am bored with those <laughs> shorts. <laughs> right? I just remember like in the 80s, the dolphin shorts, people were just running around practically naked. Good. Right. Well, yeah. it was right. all uh, international mail. Yes, <laughs> the international <laughs> mail catalog. Remember another Step early uh, masturbation Remem- oh, magazine for, sure. for all of us. Oh like there God. are certain models from that that I'm like, oh, that's an international yeah. mail guy. Like you still remember? I actually that. ordered some boots from international mail once. I think I bought a pirate shirt. Ah, pirate shirt. shirt. From the actual shirt because I, yeah. I mean from the actual store because I lived here. Right. These boots were like pointy and red leather. Like they were super snazzy. Yes. But once I got them, they were not right. They just were not right. Well, they're I should have stuck to just little, looking at the underwear. It was also cheap. It yeah. It was really cheap. But I remember they had that store on Santa Monica Boulevard, and like once or twice a year, they'd have these big sales. Yeah. And you could go there and get your meshy, fluffy, right. piratey, it was all about meshy. spandexy, all of, all of the gay wear you yeah. could ever want. I was promoting a party called uh, Blouse once, a party <laughs> for feminine tops. And were that's, you? That's That's amazing. where I used the graphics. I found some beautiful blousey, meshy shirt photos from International Mail for the graphics. That's an amazing idea for a party. It is, and, and people... I never actually threw it. I did. I, I, yeah. I went to full production and yeah. created graphics, and then uh, it just never happened. Yeah. It's just one of those things I kind of dropped the ball They on. were also sort of... Uh... Uh, pioneers in cultural appropriation. Yeah, Because they have, like, sort of, you know, like I said, piratey, but also, like, African and, like, you know, hey, white queen, why don't you dress like a, you know, <laughs> right. like a Buddhist monk? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, they were marketing to us, you know. Yeah. They were definitely yeah. marketing to these queens who could subtly, you know, use this catalog as their own little sort of and dirty then the, magazine. And there was undergear. Right, that was like the just the underwear part of International Mouse's own catalog. I um, vaguely remember that. I will have you know, I appeared on an episode of Who's the Boss mm. as a dancer. There was wow. some episode where I think they flashed back to like the forties, and they were doing like in the mood, kind of like swing jitterbug, jitterbug type yeah. stuff. You seem too young to have done. Well, thank a you. Job like I that. know I was uh, right out of college, and uh, you know doing cruise ship dancing gigs and whatever and I got, I got that gig and I remember my Melissa Milano sang on it and I remember my friend Judy came to the taping and afterwards she's like Dennis that's singing look at this she was standing by the rail in the audience she goes that, that she peeled the paint right here with this but oh. that's what I remember about that well, we hope she comes to the show. I do right, too. That would be wonderful, right? And she's she's. Uh, if Judith came, I would. Yeah, I might. Do you think Judith might come? Well, well I, mean, I think knows? they're all friends. You know, Danny's yeah. still in contact with all of his. They should children. come. That would be great. I hope they're not offended. I think they're gonna love it. Are you kidding? They yes. all have a sense of humor. You yes. can tell. Yeah. But yeah. it's so people think they want to push the envelope, and then you know, it's pretty. I filthy. shove it up their ass, <laughs> right. and they're like, "Oh, we thought we were cool with this, yeah. but now not that." Right? Yeah, I love that. I do too. I miss that. I miss Jackie writing that filthy work that we used to do on now, stage. Now, where did you guys first meet? Do you remember your first meeting? 
I think it was at my bar at the cock. In New York. I was at Cake, actually. When I first moved to New York out of high school, I started promoting events at this little bar in the East Village called Cake. Right. So I just kind of wanted to bring back a dirty, sexy, sleazy, dark, and loud New York that I sort of dreamt about. Right. dissipating. Anyways, I started throwing parties at this, this bar, Cake, really dirty parties. And I think I was doing a party called Cream. I believe maybe that's where Jackie popped uh-huh. in. And she brought a... Um, Real subtle stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, when I first moved to New York to do Valley of the Dolls, I would just go out to the clubs at night with a cassette. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. And say, hey, if you want me to do a number, I'll do one for free. Yeah. And, and she did. She did they a, were just like, sure. And she did really a number amazing. and blew our fucking minds. And I remember being obsessed with her ever since. I went and saw her in Valley of the Dolls, I think, like three times. Yeah. And we became, we've been sort of best friends ever since. What year would that have been when you were in New York? 96? Yeah, around yeah. mid-90s, yeah. Yeah. And we then we uh, we got involved in our own little theater company out there, um, Theater Couture. Actually, it was Jackie and Sherry were sort of right. like, you know, and Eric Jackson and Josh Rosenstein. Sherry did it even before. Yeah, Sherry had been doing it for a while. And so we had our own little theater company in New York City in the East Village. And, Where would you guys do And your we shows? did a lot of these types of sort of like mashups of yeah. old films and like shows and you know, twist them up and interpret them in our own way. And we did them all over the village. PS you know? 122. Yeah, here was another theater in the East Village that we used to perform at. Uh, one of our shows, um, Telltale, which was an yeah. interpretation of Edgar Allan Poe's Telltale Heart. Right. And, uh, but a really, you know, ridiculous version. Uh, did really well. We, we ran for quite some time. We kept extending and extending at PS 122 till a big uh, producer came in and and invested and took us off Broadway. So that was our my first off Broadway production. I felt like it was I was a, finally a real working actor in right, New York City. Right, that's kind of like what you want to have happen. Yeah, we did like over a hundred shows, and you know, I Basil paid. Twist did the puppets. There's a lot of puppets. How and cool. There's a scene where Sherry totally dismembers Mario, and it's so right. fun. It was really, really good. I would. Like and him. Kevin Adams did the lighting, and right. now he's won like three Tonys Tony or something. Winner. So yeah, we stayed. But in it touch. was so much work. And you're not making any money. So right. I remember Sherry and I would wake up, get in drag, like right. on a Sunday, do uh, drag brunch, and then at, at Global 33, right. and then we would go and do the matinee, and then a show. And this show was pretty brutal. Right. It was like tango, was a lot. and you know, yeah, right. Yeah, I was like, running a club. I mean, I promoted right. seven nights a week. So this was all we did. This for fun. We always did our theater for fun. And now when I look back on it. I want to. This is why I'm happy to be doing more of this kind of work. Because right. out of all the commercial work or the the sort of bigger jobs, this is the stuff that really you know makes me happy. This is where the joy comes in. This is the fun stuff. Yeah, I, I had a thought about that. I I'm friends with Jack Plotnick, and we used to do silly little bits, mm-hmm. kind of like what you did. Maybe not on that scale, but there was there was like this this Evie sketch that I would do. I'd play the piano or whatever. And I think when we started out, we'd think, oh, well, maybe someday we're going to really take off and I hope I'm not doing this forever. And now I kind of think, I hope I am doing this yeah, forever. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it, it, there's this sort of thing mm-hmm. of like, oh, this is this is the best part. Right, it is the best yeah, part. Yeah, I, I, went, I hope I'm always doing dumb, silly shows for not right. anybody. Yeah, I went to dinner and then to see School of Rock last night with Kate Flannery and, you know, we were in Valley of the Dolls together. Yes. And we were talking about certain people and just how in L.A. 
Nobody does theater just for theater's mm-hmm. sake. Yeah. It's always like, oh, it's a, you know, showcase. A it's showcase. a showcase. It's yeah. until I get on a sitcom. We're trying to get funding for this. Or, right. Yeah. And people, I just feel like people always say to me, like, why don't you do your show somewhere bigger and better than Casita del Campo? Right. And I'm like, first of all, I make good money because, yeah. you know, in LA, a lot of places are either pay to play or they take 70% of the door. Sure. I just, everything. It's anyway, also, you know, Go on. I just feel like I love that we're still doing it. Yeah, me too. Like because there's yeah. something pure about it, and uh, and it's really about doing what you love. You know, and I want to. I want to spend time in places where I want to hang out. Like it's right. the same with my work as an event producer, as a yeah. party promoter. Like, sure, I could you know go on that other level and get the sponsors and do huge events, do the and, like, light circuit, party. Yeah. circuit, and make just like like if it was just about money. I mean, sure, I would do that. You know, right. but I want to work at the kind of event that I actually want to spend time at. So I keep it, you know, I keep a, keep it divey, keep it kind of intimate, keep it just, you know, I do what I, to be around what I want to be around. And now after all these years and and acting and and performing and you know, the, the grind of being a commercial actor, it's like auditioning, you know, being let down often. And we really put ourselves through a lot. Right. So I can distinctly look at, what has brought me the most joy, you know? Yeah. I think when you start out, you think that it's a, it, it's a negative thing that this isn't part of bigger showbiz. And then when you get older, you realize, oh, that's what's great about it. Right. Is right. that it is, there isn't, it isn't connected to that as much as. Not as and, much. And, yeah. As I there's tell, been some crossover. Yeah. I sure. tell people all the time, it's like, you know, just because you don't have a million dollars or an Oscar doesn't mean you're not successful in right. show business. There's different levels and there's different things you can do. Um, but, you know, Sherry and I, because of Drag Race, right. it's like there's, I say this as a joke in my act, there's a hundred losers taking our gigs mm-hmm. and I'm not even being mean. They're right. losers. They didn't fucking win. Right. <laughs> so I said, we need to focus on what we do. And right. what, not not everybody can do this stuff. Absolutely. So, and Mario will be happy to know that I am, you know, I, this is an idea, but it, I think it is the next thing I want to work on, which is a parody of Sunset Boulevard called oh. Silver Lake Boulevard. <laughs> Love it. Love and it. it's about an 80s um, soap star, sort of Susan Lucci, Brenda sure. Dixon with, right. you know, the sequined gowns and the fried hair, you know, that sort of Nolan Miller Right. So anyway, it's yeah, it's going to be uh, Silver Lake Boulevard. I am big. It's the shoulder pads that got small. <laughs> <laughs> I love That's that. That's coming soon. Now, Mario, you got your date book open, and I love anybody's system. Like you had a lot of circles around right. things. Right. Yeah. There's a lot of go-go bookings in here. Yes. So a lot of little things I'm working on. But, when did you first start promoting clubs? Um, I started doing it very young. Actually, I yeah. was still in high school when I first started throwing parties, right. and I just. Made a shitload of money first time I threw a party. I couldn't believe it. Was really just like wasn't like I can, beer bus. It was called Mario's beer bus. I yeah. I just did everything. You know, I I illustrated the flyer. And, right. Yeah. I don't know. Just had a had all these ideas. I just remember thinking I could do something better than what is going on out there. So I just did something really over the top and silly. Where were I could you at? list off all the things, but I'm not going to bother. This was in Seattle. I was yeah. still living in Seattle, and I um just remember walking away with a pocket full of money, and I was like. Holy shit, I just found my new job. Like, yeah. That's like me getting my first laugh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know, same like, thing. Uh, what? You're like, yeah. okay, yeah. 
I love and that. I always said that I think that's usually what we uh, we realize we enjoy the most is what we discover that we right. are good at. Our For strengths. some people, it's sleeping with older men. Right? Yeah. Hey, it's I'm like, not mad hey, at that. Hey, wait a minute here. I'm not mad now, at that. Now, how many clubs do you have going right now in... in uh, well, I've got my weekly, yeah. Big Fat Dick, we call it BFD, the longest running weekly queer party in the country. That's remarkable. When it did that start? It is remarkable. 16 years ago. Wow. I know. Fantastic. It's crazy. I yeah. did it last night. Oh, wait, was it always at I did it last night. I'm completely hungover on te- yeah. from my tequila, just so you guys 16. know. So it happens. It's 16, 16 years old. Years. It's almost wow. old enough to almost. sleep with Army Hammer. Uh, yeah, and the, the best part about it is it's still packed. I still have a really good time. I mean, yeah. what an incredible blessing. This thing has been like helping, you know, pay the bills for a long right. time. So I'm really lucky. It gives me a lot of time to to have fun, yeah. you know. And I love the way you style the Go-Go Boys. Thank so they you. have a certain look. And the, whenever I see the pictures, I'm like, oh, yes, those tube socks or whatever Thank you. It I is. appreciate that. I never feel oh, like no. I get enough accolades for it's, my styling it's work. It's like the best. <laughs> Nobody because knows. They think they just show up like that. I'm no. like, you think that these people, these people have this kind of style? They, they can't put a sentence together, <laughs> let alone an outfit. If I let them dress themselves, oh my god, it would be a really sad. State. What is that process like? Is it fun? Does I've got to take down, a while. Um, he I've gets got, right up in there. I get yeah. right deep and dark. No, I have a garage that I, I use just as my costume room. And I, I'm like, yeah, you name it, I've got it. And um, whenever I'm out and about, the only shopping I really do is go-go shopping. Like, yeah. I've always got my eye out for something interesting that would look yeah, good on see, a half-naked guy. Yeah. Mine is Golden Girls. Right. But she's always looking well, for... Well, because Sam and Drew, Sam Pancake and Drew Drogi mm-hmm. aren't, you know, real drag queens in the, you know, so they don't have, like, so they right, have right. racks of, Right, you know, they don't have the... So it's fun to always stuff. have something to, you know, have an eye out for. For me, it's dressing these these go-go dancers. It's something that I've always done for many years. Yeah. And I love it. Anyways, I got BFD, I got Full Frontal Disco. Of course. It's been nine Super years fun. now. First Saturday yes. of the month at Akbar. Right. And, yeah, I get to showcase amazing choreographers at that party, yeah. which is... Really great. I love you that. Love to dance. I love to dance. I love. You, you were taking classes at Sweat Spot. Sweat Spot. It's just always been yeah. such a blessing to me. I, I just love. Uh, I have so many brilliant friends. So many right. amazing choreographers. Mario, so many if amazing you say dancers. blessing one more time. I, I feel blessed. This Hashtag is over. Hashtag yeah. blessed. <laughs> um, what are the? Little... She doesn't like words like blessed and magical. That's okay. Oh, that's not true. <laughs> if you're talking about a Puerto Rican, like, honey, he was blessed. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was magical. And it was magical. Yeah. Um, um, what else? I've got uh, parties that I host, like Summer Tramp, which is yeah. a really wonderful event that I get to MC That's the at. thing down at Pershing Square, Yeah, right? that's like a downtown event. Yeah. That, uh, like water slides and shit? Yeah, it's really special. Yes. Event. One thing I'm working on that I'm very excited about right now is called Fruitcake. And okay. it's a pop-up shop. It's a queer pop-up shop. Um, I have a lot of friends that have their own companies and they're really trying to build their brand and get off, you know, and they, they make, there's designers and, you know, artists and all sorts of different queer artists. So we're specifically really trying to help out the queer art community and give them a platform to show off their stuff. So we, uh, we created a pop-up shop. It's our second year. We're doing this one for Pride, LA Pride, on, okay. on June 3rd. Nice. And it's called Fruitcake, Queer Pop-Up Shop. So look it up online and uh, please come support your local queer artists and designers. You know? I love that. Yeah. I would just like to point out, I haven't talked in quite a while. <laughs> <laughs> She's checking her Instagram I know, I now. love it. It's, it's all good. 
Um, wh- when did you guys decide to leave New York and come to LA? And was it around the same time? And what went into that decision? Well, I uh, got a job writing on Hype. Yes. That sort of Saturday Night Live for right. tweens. Starring on, Nadia Ginsburg. Yeah, yeah, it was on yeah. the WB. Right. And that's where I met Nadia. Mm-hmm. And then um, Mario, well, he was going through something with the cock, like a business sort of... Right, uh, I mean, I, I opened the bar called The Cock right. in the East Village, which was pretty infamous. I it's feel still, like I still hear about oh, it. Oh, it's still there. Yeah. It's still there. Somebody's still making it. But uh, my, uh, my ex-partner, it was time for me to move on, right. really. And um, and I always kind of knew I would end up in L.A. as an actor. Yeah. And I love the West Coast lifestyle. I love the sun. Right. And once my uh, once my lady Jackie moved, it was kind of so. Who like, came first? I did. Jackie did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was around. It was after nine eleven. Which he right. couldn't. I he can. couldn't live without me. It's true. I, I love I that. Can't. I can't. She's my wife. No, I was just like, yeah, there was a little problem with the cock as far as like, right. you know, and I said, you know, never underestimate the power of fuck you. That's true. Yeah. She helped me make this big just, That should be your book. When you do a book, like an right. empowering book. I also say never underestimate the power of hideous. Because I love, <laughs> you know, I love like an ugly look. Anyway, it's yeah. important to know when to move on, you know, right. and life sometimes like, listen, I was just making a shitload of money. Right. Like the bar could not have been more successful. Uh, but you know what? When you feel stuck, you need to make a shift. And it can't just be about money sometimes. You have to look at the big picture. And taking the leap and moving to L.A. and imagining a life where I was on TV and maybe bought a house and doing all these things. You know, we were able to live our dreams. You know, yeah. we, and so glad we made the move when we did. Or you might still be stuck. Right. You know? And. The New York I miss doesn't exist anymore. It's sort of and I gone, have, right? I have friends who live in New York, and it's just, it's like, right. you can't be an artist there. Yeah. Right. Nothing is affordable. I mean, L.A. is expensive, The city has too. changed. And, you know, we Sherry's going to move here. I love that. Oh, That's can't great. Wait. Well, so you hear people in San Francisco say this, and New York say, oh, it's not the same as it used to be. People in L.A. don't say that as much. Because it was There's... never anything. No, <laughs> That's I'm just right. Kidding. Well, or... The, or it, it's still enough of what it was, even though there's a lot of changes. But there, it doesn't feel like we've lost what they've Well, lost. we've gained a lot of New Yorkers yeah. in San Francisco. I know, and right? I just feel like at a certain age, you want to walk out. You want to wake up in the morning and walk out the door and see the sun shine. Right. Yeah. You know? It's listen, like, it's a beautiful lifestyle we live yeah. here. And we don't need to sit around and judge other yeah. I mean, Listen, maybe we are saying New York has changed. Right. Not necessarily a judgment. It's an observation. You know, I, I just don't really, it just doesn't feel like home to me anymore. And it's, dif- it's the difficult. The reasons I was there or not there. Yeah. And I'm very inspired by Los Angeles, by, the, by, Los Angeles, by yeah. the, the, the nightlife, the artistry, the, the, the industry. I mean, there's a lot of really amazing people doing really amazing yeah. things here. And maybe a lot of them are actually making a living doing it as well. And there's nothing wrong with that, you know? And people forget that Los Angeles is actually the most culturally diverse city in the entire world. Right. It's... It's so spread out, and there's so yeah. many little places that we have not yet discovered. I was thinking that as I was driving down here. I was like, oh, th- so this is Altadena. Right. It's beautiful out here. It's really charming. Right. There's a Panda Express that you can walk to. Yeah, Jackie's oh. house is just fantastic. <laughs> I wish y'all could see this beautiful home we're in right now. Maybe we'll, we'll take a couple pics. Muffy says that I'm some sort of a witch because I bought my last house in Highland Park, you right. know, like nine years ago, and then it became the number one housing market in the country. Right. Right. And at the time, it was all, you know, gunshots and taco trucks. Yeah. But, uh, and so she sent me this article about the Lincoln Corridor. Yeah. Which is right here. Yeah. Becoming the next big thing. Right. And so, Jackie has been making some very smart 
biz, uh, investment, investment choices. And I'm very proud of her and really happy and, for But her. you both moved recently. You moved here. And didn't you right. move as well? Yeah, I'm just sort of running around. I sold my Silver Lake house in yeah. 10 years, which I loved very much. It was actually a really difficult uh, transition to make. But it was yeah. another one of those things where sometimes you need to shake the Etch-A-Sketch and start right. new. So I've been exploring the little some other neighborhoods. I'm in Burbank now. Awesome. Got a swimming pool. Right on. It's beautiful. I, I, live, see, I live right I by the Burbank Airport. Pond. Yeah. And it's extremely yeah. private back there, so we can walk around naked. Just there let me go. know when you want oh, to come. Who would that. do that? <laughs> um, what has it meant for you guys? I feel like when I see you guys and the way you kind of support each other through all the ups and downs. Is that support it's system? We it's actually bullshit. hate each other. You no, but I sort of get... <laughs> really? No, I bet, you, I bet there We've had our shit, but yeah. we're at a place now in our yeah. relationship where we will get over them very quickly. I think right. that's the key to a, a good marriage is to be able to let it go. You, you feel know? like family. Right. On the we're, outside, we're it looks family. like you're family. Every time we argue, I have a flashback to the time we were in your truck. <laughs> and we got into an argument, and he pulled over and said, "Get out." I did, and he just drove away. Wow! Yeah, pre, where were you? Pre cell phone, pretty badass, right? Yeah, I was right I out of a movie. It. So yeah. now I don't let it get that bad. I'd rather, <laughs> I'd rather just after you're I, pull a ladybird. After I get home, I'm like, "Fuck you!" <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> was there ever something you guys did together where you, you it was too crazy for people or? Like something that you tried that didn't work or was was like I can't believe we're doing this or and it no, didn't work. I think you know, of, okay, I just this isn't too much or no. anybody just remember the big piss contest. <laughs> oh well, yeah. Well, there's always the big piss contest. Yeah, We've done like some no, I just things. remember like. This is, it's really funny because this is so not me because right. you know I don't like, right. I don't for like you, that was people jumping shocker. out and scared. But anyway, people went into the restroom and peed into Ziploc bags and then they hung it from. Uh, this was at my party cream okay. where we did like little contests. Yeah. And I still do it at BFD to this day, you photo contests. Yeah, with the dicks. But right. back in the day, I, we really pushed the envelope. Yeah. And one of the contests was the big piss contest. Right. Where we, uh, you know, when Jackie would host, she would have people piss in giant Ziploc bags. <laughs> and we would. You you would literally be at my party, and there's a clothesline hanging on the stage that's got that's just clipped with bags of piss. What were people doing? But I would go into the bathroom with them and, like, you know, uh, was supervised. Right. And so one time I went in there with someone. I'm like, oh my god, just come with me. And they're like, I don't want to pee in a bag. And I'm like, you don't have to. It's a joke. So we go in there and I put like warm water in the yeah. bag. Oh, yeah. so it was a, and I, it was I, a ruse. No, it I zip it up this halfway. Time. This and then time. I came out of the bathroom like, oh, and it was going all over everyone. And <laughs> yeah. people were screaming. Yeah. Just a really adorable <laughs> moment. Anyway, so yeah, adorable that wasn't moments. a big deal. What would people... <laughs> Sometimes I, 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 the things that I do in the conversations that I have in my business, like... Hilarious. I step outside of myself and I think, what does this sound like to, to yeah. an outsider? Nobody like, else is having oh a God. conversation. And these conversations that I'm having on the regular on the regular are just so basic. You guys, yeah. To if me. people looked at my like Google search history, yeah. <laughs> no, I was thinking about that. It's like to because like I'm writing a song and I'm like, what is that herpes medication that I can't <laughs> think of? And what is this? And like, you know, how do you spell pedophile? Right. Oh, like, right. Yeah, Listen, like, you're in trouble if you yeah. ever get raided. Yeah. That's between crazy. the herpes and the pedophilia. 
Yeah. Jackie B is going down. Not, Not just kids, giving kids herpes. <laughs> I mean, it's a double whammy. What would people judge the piss on? Was it uh, quantity or was it just, was there a contest? I, I don't even quantity. know if it was, yeah. I think quantity. it was just a celebration. Oh, no, yeah. the aesthetic yeah. of the urine. <laughs> I don't know if it was a competition per se. That yeah, was no, fun. it was, uh, for the urine, it was the quantity. Yeah, like yeah. who could, yeah. As well as the big load competition. Have you done that? Got, we, oh, yeah. We had yeah. people masturbating into condoms and right. we tied them off and hung them from a oh, I'm at, God. <laughs> yeah we were pretty dark <laughs> was this in LA or New this York this was New York I've yeah, never yeah. done any of that in LA LA well, not, doesn't it's just bodily first fluids. of all it's all been done and yeah. it's like now when I see people do stuff like that I'm like uh, you know I mean, yeah. we were, I was going out of my way to be as filthy as possible right. at the time, you know. We were really sort of standing up to the city and, you know, the sort of... Was it the Giuliani? It was the Giuliani days. The, yeah. uh, they were trying oh, to, God, quote, and now he's clean things up. Now he's fucking back. Quality of life, which was yeah. never our quality of life. Right. So they were specifically targeting people like us, the queers and the sex workers. And we were just... So we went out of our way to, like, be... They were shutting down clubs because of this old, like... Uh, cabaret law, cabaret law, mm-hmm. and dance law, like something like if there's more than three people moving rhythmically, yes, to that's music, specifically what it was. Dance, yeah. You literally couldn't dance. What if you night. were not a good dancer? You were not rhythmic, but you were trying to be. Yeah, it's like a bunch of white. Well, people. then we <laughs> would kick you out. Then we would kick you out for being. Yeah, white. I remember Bob, uh, world famous Bob. Yeah. Would get up there and go, you know, she would read the law and she was like, all right, so is everybody ready to break the fucking law? And then they would play music and everybody would start dancing. Just dance party and then they would stop, right, at the right time, right? Yeah. But anyways, yeah, those were uh, those were great times. Yeah. I mean, what does it feel like for you as a promoter to know that you're giving people this special, sexy, fun time? Feels really good, Dennis. Feels what are the really moments good. where you realize it? Is it when it's you know, happening, I, or is I, it the next day when you wake I up? I actually am very proud of yeah. what I've done, and what, and I feel like my profession, even though it has sort of a bad rap. Oh, you work in nightlife, you're a party boy, whatever. Yeah, I feel that it's a very noble thing, and I, yes. I look at what I've been able to do and how I've been able to bring people together yeah. and connect people and the joy that I see on their faces. I mean, that's what life is all about. Sometimes, it's about connecting with other people. You know, people get married, people that yeah. I've met. And I've heard those stories numerous times. I met my husband at your party. Or right. Whatever, and it just gets, He it was in me. a sleigh. <laughs> and I looked at him and I thought, that's <laughs> the one that. for me. Me, me. It was an echo. <laughs> when I pulled my hand out of his ass, No, but I think ring. the proof is in how many people have been inspired, and I'm being nice, right. by both Mario's aesthetic and, like, my school yeah. of drag and, right. you know. Yeah. Yes. And, I, you know, I, I'll be at Full Frontal Disco. It's a right. good example for me. And I'm playing with lights after right. this fantastic show. And I get to look out at the crowd dancing and drinking and kissing and connecting. And, honestly, that is the moment where I'm just like, God, this is great. Yeah. For this me, is, this for makes me, me happy. It's when somebody hands me a bag of money, <laughs> a cartoon bag of money with a dollar sign on it after a show. That's when you know. That's when I feel my most warm and fuzzy. Mm, her best, her highest self. Because I can think of times that I've been out. I don't go to a lot of clubs and stuff, but when I've been out and I met somebody, we made out on it. Like, and how ex- intoxicating that whole atmosphere can be, and if that's right. what you're bringing to people, that would feel. Yeah, that would feel awesome. It and I think about awesome. and the that same a lot. thing with a comedy show where people are just it's like all, the idea that people are, especially now, the, the 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 idea of just needing to laugh, right, and being made to laugh. 
It's a um, very important job. Yeah. Do people say things to you after shows like, I haven't laughed that hard and I really needed that? Do you get the no, feeling no one that has people ever need said it? that to Jackie. Or, or that they really literally say that that was good for my health almost in a way. Yeah. Yes, I do hear that. Yeah. My favorite thing is I didn't want to do anything tonight. My friends dragged me here mm-hmm. and I'm right. so glad they did because I, yeah. yeah. I think about the, the fans of our band, Dirty Sanchez, yeah. which was really just a fun little project that we decided to do. For right. fun, but actually had legs so we kind of kept it going. Yeah. We're still doing it a little bit. But we, um, I'll get kids that come up to me or at my bars now and that tell me how they grew up yeah. Listening to Dirty Sanchez, I'll get messages about how it helped them, yeah. you know, be who they are and help them live their real self right. and true self. And to think that we had an impact on like young queers, you know, just like yeah. us doing what we do and having fun and being sort of unapologetic about who we are has uh, ha- impacted these these kids. It's just, you know, that's a pretty cool thing. Right. I love that. Now, I am a middle aged man. And sometimes I'm being rather optimistic. I know, right? I know. you're gonna. No, I, I know peers of mine or people that I know that are like, oh, they just they're they're exhausted. They just want to go to bed at ten, and they just want right. to. And I still feel like I'm a little fired up about the stuff that I'm into. Do you guys feel fired up about what you do, or do you ever just think, you know what, I just want to go to Palm Springs and well, lay by a pool? Somebody told me once that the true definition of like over the hill is yeah. that your life is on an upward trajectory and then you hit this certain age where you are you your life is more about memories than new experiences. I mean yes. it's very depressing, but No, it's but just, that's absolutely it's true. like a fact. Yeah. It's like so that's why I get so excited at my age right. when we go out to eat and I taste something like, oh my God, I've never had this before. This right. is so good. This is so great. Right. Or I see a show or I discover an artist or I hear new music. So there's still, you have to, listen, I worked with Joan Rivers. Yes. And I would be sitting next to this 80 year old woman. Yeah. And she would have a pink, you know, a pink streak in her hair and her nails done and one blue nail. Yeah. I just imagine her saying, like, what are the young people doing? Right. And, you know, people made fun of her plastic surgery, but she was always stayed kind of young and current and excited. And, you know, Tony Tripoli, the yes. head writer, he once said, you haven't lived until you, you know, explain what a power bottom is to Joan, to Joan Rivers because of a joke Jackie Beat wrote. You yeah. know, but she would but be But she like, wanted to know. She would be like, why is it funny? Yeah. I trust you if you explain it to me. But she was my, interested. my point is, there's a there are ways to stay young. Yes. Right, you know, but there's also a flip side of that. This a sort of desperation to stay relevant and, and right. to, to live out of fear. And I, you know, I don't Madonna? know. That's not necessarily healthy. Right, either. there's something about Madonna I, that's like no fun. I think the older you we get, or I get, the yeah. more I'm learning the importance of these philosophies that I'm trying to sort of implement in my life, which right. is really being grateful and being present and really, you know... All we really have is this moment, this yeah. idea of having more memories than more ideas of the future. Like, I think my focus is really just to to enjoy the moment, you know. Right. And it's a, it takes an asserted effort, right? I have to, right? Every day of every minute of my life, I have to go out of my way to like, That's, all right, Mario, keep a positive attitude, especially right. with the current administration. Right? It's then a really crazy layer. To oh, it's a whole new anxiety that comes to the table yeah. with what's going on in this country. I but also, it. you know, listen, like anything, things get old sometimes you know i'm working working in nightlife i gotta be honest with you i'm at a point where i'm ready to sort of transition a little bit i've been acknowledging what the next chapter is and um i just don't want to spend my entire life yeah being at a nightclub till two or three in the morning you know honestly i just 
I've been doing it for a long yeah, time. So that makes sense. I'm trying to maneuver things a little bit and transition out of that a little bit. And it's it's working, you know? Yeah. What do you look for in a go-go boy? I wanted to ask you that. What's the thing that sets somebody, that makes somebody special? Do I want to fuck them? Okay. <laughs> no, that's it's that simple. And also, are they cool? You know, and right. I usually, it's for me, wanting to, like, being turned on by somebody isn't, yeah. isn't just it is some of the most... And sometimes it's the attitude. Some of the most perfect, perfect men with the most perfect, perfect bodies, to me, just do not do anything. They perfect. can't move. Right. Or they're just such douchebags. Like, I know this is it's, terrible. It's yeah, so cheesy it's, the way they're moving. explain like, it. Because it's, yeah, sometimes when they can't move, I find it really endearing. But I mean, like, they, they, they're doing this horrible... Like what they think is erotic. It's like right, totally. It's hard to put my more. finger on it. Yeah. But I do have a certain. Oh, you put your finger on it. You put your finger in it. <laughs> I, I handed her that one. I know. Now, have you ever danced like that? Go go dance. Um, no, because you would really. be awesome at it. You know what? I did it back yeah. at uh, at um, Jackie Sixty over yeah. at Mother in New York City in the nineties. I remember Rob Roth, very talented artist. He yeah, works with Debbie Harry a lot. He did a party called Click, Click and Drag. And I just remember it was more for like style, the right. style aspect, sort of a cyber fetish thing. And right. I jumped on the box a few times and yeah. showed off a little Why bit. Why not? Yeah, it was fun. I think of you as like having a super sexy life from the outside. Good. Good. That's, that's the way. That's what I'm trying to make you think. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's all an illusion. It's <laughs> not an illusion. You fell um, into my trap. Yeah, I, 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 no, okay. I, you know, listen, I have some, I have some sexy times. I, I'm go. surrounded by sexiness and... Yeah. I mean, listen, they all start to look the same after a while. Right. You, know, you become a little bit jaded with all these, like, hot it, guys. Honey, it's like working in a pizza parlor or an ice cream shop. You yeah. Know? You just get sick of it after a while. Right. Well, like, I mean, how many dicks yeah. can I... If I have to look at one more giant <sighs> dick hanging from a I mean, perfect body... You don't know what I go Gorgeous through. face. It's yeah. one giant penis after the next. Um, I me. don't love thongs. Well, you're crazy. I don't love the aesthetic. I would rather see... I no, just, I get it. That's not an uncommon perception. I agree. And, and I th- I'm wondering if I'm alone in that. Yes. Like, why not Jocks wear a jock like. strap? Yes. Yeah, I don't like a weird yeah. fluorescent thong. Right. Well, you got to open uh, your mind a little bit. Yeah. And I also, you know... <laughs> I, I think I talk about are this, incredible. I, I talk it. about this all the time. Like, I just hate shaved... Right. And stubbly. Well, natural yeah. is better. Natural. Yeah. Whether it's smooth or furry, natural tends to turn me on the most. Do you guys I, see trends that come in and out in terms of aesthetic and, and oh, body type? And well, for me, when it comes to styling, you're talking about thongs. There are times when I'm not into thongs. There are yeah. t- the times that I'm like obsessed with black socks for like yeah. a month, and all of a sudden, for some reason, I just despise them. So yeah. I, I, I can't really put my finger on what. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, listen. Let's not. We can all sort of identify what the the gay sort of preference is to generalize they like these hot perfect men with furry chests like a bear isn't even a bear anymore it's basically a hot dude with a furry chest and a beard right right maybe some tattoos i mean look what look at the success of scruff which is basically grinder but like with a beard right right people go crazy how has that affected gays love beards the nightlife world the apps has it had an effect Sure, but I mean, I you know, I've been through it. I've been right. pre and 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 after, and so like I, you know, I it's just it still goes. At the end of the day, people are still yeah. showing up. Yeah, you know, they might be a little bit more connected to their phones, which yeah. really does get on my nerves. So right. you will find me making announcements yeah. from time to time. Hey, let's all put our phones in our pockets. How about that? Yeah, because and I also I keep it real smoky and dark, so pictures don't really turn out. 
mm. at my parties very well, and um, that's kind of a that kind of helps. That's kind of interesting. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's the same thing with drag. It's yeah. like you're doing a show and you see everyone is filming it. It's like right. How about first of all, it? yeah, I don't appreciate you posting my show and all yeah and can't you enjoy the fucking show yeah. right but i just you know i feel like this is the first time in our sort of history on this planet where yeah. this this technology which is so brilliant and is taking us forward in so many ways is actually feels very detrimental it kind of does it's really sad it's like this downward spiral of like technology and and the yeah. social media and the, what it's doing to people's attitudes this compare and despair and like, yeah. you know. I call Facebook, oh, look who's go- doing good in show business today. Right. I've and it's all scrolling. Bullshit, right? I know. And um, it doesn't matter who you are. I mean, everybody's oh. sort of, they get that, you know, that high off of it. Yeah. You know, that dopamine high they get from their yeah. their social media likes. And also they get that that sort of like jealousy thing oh, where yeah, you're like, oh, sure. that person has the career that I want or the body and, and that I want. And I don't think we were meant to know so much about so many people right. or, you know, but I don't, I say it at my show all the time. I'm like, you guys know how social media works, right? This was the best fucking show you ever saw. <laughs> it was packed. Right. And here are some hashtags for you. Yeah. yeah hashtag, I'm so glad I was there. Yeah. The best thing Jackie ever. looks so thin. <laughs> hashtag Jackie <laughs> eat a sandwich. Hashtag Jackie looks young. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. And they do it. Right. Right. Now, Jackie, you're... Because they're afraid of you. You make people laugh every time you perform. Have you ever been unable every to stop time, laughing in every a show? Time. Have you ever broken in a way that was almost like, this train is way off the tracks? Yes. I have? Well, you've had moments. Right. I mean, I think of old school New York, Jackie, when yeah. if the crowd wasn't quite, you know... Yeah. Uh, That's not what he's talking about. He's talking about cracking up on stuff. Oh, yeah. your own. And oh, there yeah. are moments on Mismatch Game where it, it, you, I see you, like, kind of laughing and stuff. But, oh, yeah. Those but are have you moments. ever re- had a real Carol Burnett show moment I where can't... it just... Oh, yes. Well, Sherry and I were in a show called Double Wide Female. Right. I love that show. I'm tied to a chair. Oh, my God. And the first I remember it. That we did the show, yeah. we're wearing matching wigs and matching outfits, and I'm right. twice the size of her, and nobody right. can tell us apart. So anyway, I'm tied to the chair. <laughs> yeah. She slaps me across the face, and it was the first time we'd ever done it with wigs on, and I turned my head so fast that the wig stayed facing the audience, <laughs> and my head was looking to the side. It was hilarious. It was like the tablecloth trick. <laughs> right. And we both <laughs> fell out, and I'm tied to the chair. So she's holding a gun, and she, like, I think she, like, fixed the wig. That was hilarious. Go. I remember it is, it Because well. the thing that you wish would happen more. Right. I mean, those are the moments. That's the thing yeah. about what we do when we're on stage is that, you know, you kind of yeah. can't lose. Yeah. You can't really fail because the audience, they've got our backs. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, and those moments that of perhaps if you do fall on your face. Yeah. Those are the, those are when they love you the most, you know. That's when they they really they've got your back yeah. and they're there. Well, I studied at Second City, and I remember the one thing that I specifically remember: two things. My teacher said, "Wear your character like a thin veil," mm-hmm. which That's I think I kind of do. Uh, yeah, like, you know, no, it's, I, see it's, that. I, I don't put on too much of a phony voice. Right. Yeah. Jackie's always there, and. And you should be having so much fun on stage that everyone in the audience is just thinking, oh right. my God, I wish I was up there. Right. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's, that's why that's I try goal. not to freak out about... Well, you know, and you're stuff. a pro and, you know, she's got the repertoire. She's been doing this for so long that she can pretty much handle anything, you know? Yeah. I mean, I remember one of the shows, I think it was Double Wide when we did it in New York. 
we actually had a blackout. I remember something like that. All the, the, the power went out. Oh, wow. So imagine you're on stage mid-show. Yeah. All of a sudden, there's no power. Yeah. We're all in the dark. And Jackie handled it so flawlessly. I also remember that. What was your line? Do you remember what you said? I have no idea. You said we something about, paid the bill. we should have paid the, the, you know, the, <laughs> the light bill. The light bill this month or something. But I also remember I had a costume change <clears throat> and <clears throat> it was timed and <sighs> something went wrong and I had to come out in a skirt. Oh my God. And literally a bra and sing a song Ugh. because... You ran out of time. The show must the go show on. The show must go on. It was like, this is a bold look. <laughs> yeah. People probably loved it anyways. They're probably super into it. They do. They do. All right, you guys pick some questions. For that me reminds me of Sherry. Didn't she like lose a tooth or something on, on oh, her last cruise? Yeah. Sherry and was, her, perf- like, no, she was out of town and she had a cap. Right. And it came off. So she has this filed down snaggled tooth. Missing front tooth. <laughs> right. And she, and I was like, honey, you need to just get over it and do the show. The, the I know you. The money's already spent. Right. So we don't we don't cancel shows. Yeah. Um, just gotta do it. Make it right. happen. What was the first concert you ever went to? This is one of your oh right, right deck, the first questions. concert, Jackie. Uh, mine was Queen. Oh, cool! With Freddie Mercury, the original lineup. Mm. Obviously, it was very. That's early. amazing. I think it was nineteen seventy-five. Wow! wow. Yeah. Thin Lizzy opened for them. I feel I'm like telling I didn't you, know it this. was amazing. You saw Freddie Mercury? Where yes. was it at? Jesus Christ! Um, it, Is it was, was in Arizona. You? It was in Arizona. Yeah. I remember looking it up online. Yeah. I can't remember what it's called. Yeah, but I've seen all my favorite bands, which mm-hmm. are. Queen. Okay. And then I I was really into Kiss and I never got to see Kiss, but I finally got to see them. Right. Yeah. You know, at Madison Square Garden. It was the reunion tour, but it was all four members. Amazing. But then I, I got to see the Smiths and I got to see cool. Devo and awesome. they were all amazing. Yeah. I love it. Very nice. Yeah. But my first one was Queen. Yeah. With Freddie. Oh, oh that's amazing. Yeah. I'm jealous of that. Mine's not that cool. I remember not really liking the band, but I saw Violent Femmes. That was like the first okay. band. Oh, they're great. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't into it because it was such a college radio type music. And right. so I just was too cool for it when I was younger, but I ended up at that show anyways. And I remember I had a bat earring because I was super badass and goth. And yeah. somebody ripped my earring out of my ear that night. And I was just like blood everywhere. And I was all like into Whoa. it because I was wow. like a punk. I'm like yeah. the punk kid covered with blood. I thought I was really cool. But yeah. now you listen to Violent Femmes and you're now like, I'm into brilliant it. is this? Yeah, it's now, yeah. so minimal, some of it. Right. Like that, yeah. Love it. When was the first time you saw a dirty magazine or video? Oh my God, mine is really, mine's a bad story. I remember finding, I was very young, like I I was in elementary school. Maybe I was just starting to find my puberty or something. (laughs) I found it. Uh, Boy, did I find it. Do you want me to tell you what I saw? It was a, it was pretty, pretty intense. It was a woman in, it was a magazine that was in a bush and I was with my friends and a woman had a, like a U-band, one of those big coffee no. Tins, one of those big <laughs> coffee tins inside of her like incredibly, like Taster's Choice, right. around coffee tins. Shit. Inside of her giant hairy muff. Like there was so much hair on this thing. And I just remember my mind was blown. My head was yes, spinning. what are you supposed to do with it. that? I didn't know. I didn't know. Well, I didn't realize things that big could go into those yeah. places. Babies. Right. I mean, you know, now I get it. Mine is equally... 
horrific. Okay. It's not the first time, but the first gay porno I ever right. watched. Mm-hmm. Turned into a fisting scene, and I started crying. You have to oh, work up to that. She cried. I was like, is that what this, this is? This is what I'm supposed to do when I grow up? Oh my god, I couldn't <laughs> believe it. You were right. watching it like on VHS? Yeah. yeah. Now they pop up on my Twitter feed like daily. Oh yeah. Now you're like looking at, yeah. Dirty Twitter is kind of awesome. Yeah, Except I'm, when you're at the airport and someone's <laughs> looking over your shoulder right. and you're on a plane and it's like, oh my god. So you turn it, and but there's still the reflection in the window that they're looking at. Like that thing online, yeah. No. Crazy. Um, yeah, yeah, I see some pretty intense stuff on Twitter nowadays. So you started crying, you took it out, or did you make it through the whole thing? And now she's a fisting bottom, and, and it's crazy how things oh, change. God. She's really grown. I'm so proud like of this. her. I like Uban coffee. <laughs> mm, I love I'm going to think of that every I, time I see Uban. I love the great taste. It's such an amazing font, yeah. that logo. Mm. I saw it at Costco recently with Muffy, and I was like, that is <laughs> everything. Yeah. I love fonts. Okay. If you had to change careers tomorrow, what would you pursue? I would design fonts. Yes, okay. I love that. Oh, no. Change careers. Um, yeah. I would probably do something uh, in fashion okay. because I've always had a little taste for style. And when I was younger, I designed a little bit. Yeah. And, uh, and I've been able to incorporate styling into my yeah, work throughout I mean- my life. So I always thought I would make a great stylist or designer or something. I guess I am a stylist already. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. I, like I, would, that. I would go into advertising, even though the advertising I'm imagining, I don't think it exists. It's like mid, like mid century, like <laughs> well, madmen. Not really madmen, but maybe seventies and right, 80s right, where right. you could really be creative and have fun. And mm. I mean, I'm all about coming up with slogans and right titles slogans. And that's like very you. Taglines. Yeah. If you ever yeah. need like a little an extra joke or a nice yeah. little play on words, Jack or a title, title. You're the you're the king at that stuff. Queen! Queen. What's the most trouble you ever got in in school? Trouble. Oh, you know what? I have a story. What's that? I wrote, Is it good? It's not good. <laughs> it's not good. Prepare yourselves to fall asleep. No, um, you know when you get to write stories when yeah. you're young? It was like middle school or elementary school. So you'd write a story and then you'd laminate the cover and you'd paint, the draw the cover. Anyways, I got to do one. Right. And I thought mine was brilliant. Actually, it was. I, I still have it. It was called The Secret of the Bloop. And it's a really intense, dramatic story. Existential. Really dark. Um, I've read it. She's Have you read, read it? it? Yeah, yeah. yeah she the knows. Secret of the Blue. She knows the whole story. I love it. And this. it was really about the concept. I remember okay. having the concept that it was really all about the ending. Okay. So I just wanted to make sure that it was the most, you know, horrific story that it could be about a little boy, but about me. Yeah. So essentially I ended up having to find what the secret of the bloop is because yeah. my, my, my family was, you know, telling, it was like in our, in our history. Okay. So I, I'm on this venture with my mom and my dad and my sister and throughout the story, they all die a tragic death one by one. And I mean, I had a sense of humor about it. I remember in the, in the, in the chapter where my mother died, my dad was, he says one of his quotes was, don't worry, I never loved her anyways. Oh shit. <laughs> How old are you? I, I don't remember. I, I was... Very young. Right. I was young enough for this story to get me called into the principal's office. Wow. With my father and a therapist. And they were concerned about my well-being. And I thought I was brilliant. You thought you were the next Stephen King. Right. I did a great job. If you yes. read the story, you're, yes, you're going to be Yes, I bet impressed. it holds up. Why so don't you I just, had to, nobody's going to read it, so why don't you 
Dude, the plot twist. Oh, right. Okay, so what happens is to discover the secret... Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. The the secret of the bloop. After all the family dies and I climb mountains and I cross rivers, a piranha-infested river that kills my sister. You know, I mean, like a bear attack, a wolf attack. Finally, at the end, I opened the little box that was given to me by my father and I found the puddle that I was looking for. And And inside the little box was a little pebble and it said, throw me into the water. So I threw the pebble in the water, and it said, bloop. <laughs> and that was the secret of the bloop. I like that. That there was not really any there there, that we're all on our own, ultimately. Wow, yeah. Right? That's, that's, what, I, that's what I meant. That's what I meant. Yeah. So they made me rewrite, do a new story. And I, wow. wrote, I wrote the most sort of, you know. Boring. Yeah, I was like, I'm going to give them yeah. little kid. This is obviously yeah. what they want. So I wrote the simplest you know, most childish little story that I called The Creature from Bloop. So I kind of tied it into the bloop. Yeah. And it was all about this little furry creature that looked like like a little gremlin or something. And he ate everything and he got bigger and bigger and bigger and then he blew up and they were made a bunch of little... It was just the dumbest story. But you kept the bloop in there as kind of a fuck you. I kept the bloop like a little fuck you to that and I got an A on You can't take away my bloop. Like really? No, it's not going to happen. My That's story, cool. sorry, my story is very so similar. Long. I loved it. No, my story is very similar. Well, you did something creative and got in trouble for it. I was. I drew a picture. I used to trace my hand. Yeah. And then I would make it either a wolfman hand or a vampire hand, and it would have like long fingernails, or it would be green, or yeah, it would yeah. be blue. And then sometimes it had a razor blade like in it. Jackie's a really good artist. Yeah. You should see her. The, her mismatch game cards. Right. Yeah. The, the, just the handwriting are like works yeah. of art. I can't get enough. Well, I don't really write. I draw the letters. Yeah. You know what it's, I mean? Yeah. But anyway, oh, so I drew gorgeous. this picture in art class yeah. one day of an alley with a garbage can and a rat and blee yeah. blah blue. Yeah. You know, it was just very whatever. Yeah, CD dark it was, Yeah, it was really... And then I had a hand mm. hanging out of the garbage can. Cool. Like there's a dead body in right. the garbage can. I love can. that. I was so proud of it. Yeah. Right. Well, I got called in to... Shit. They called like a psychologist. And a, right. I was really... Yeah, I had the same, same thing, thing. The psychologist. Yeah. Mm. I think that's something about being like a young queer. Just have yeah. like a little dark side. Being yeah. attracted to the, like the dark side or Well, something. I think it's this intuitive sense that what's being sold to us isn't... Right. right. Isn't, is, is you know, like, we can't buy into the But the also, when I was a kid, I was obsessed with Winchester Mystery House, yeah. In mm-hmm. Search of, The Haunted Mansion. Right, The Haunted like, Mansion. All of that stuff. Anything like that, I loved. Yeah, I would draw a and lot then, of eyeballs. That bloody eyeballs. Yeah. And that then, was one of the things I used there to was a True Crime magazine. <clears throat> yeah. True Detective, and they were really gruesome. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. they had photos from crime scenes, and I remember it was almost like looking at porn right like oh my god this i'm not is supposed horrible. to be looking at this i'm not supposed to be looking at yeah. this and it was so scary so they called you in how did what did your parents say or whatever i think my mom laughed probably like, kidding like give yeah. me a break yeah. yeah they didn't make you my parents it. were not worried yeah mm-hmm. they were like i think you should take this seriously yeah and it was like uh, <laughs> why yeah. would you want both my parents were painters yeah so they get it. How yeah. could you not see that? That's yeah. just a smart kid with you know. She's. I think my mom was like, talent. "Why don't you focus on how how well good the hand? That's right. a really that's good, good hand. That's a great decapitation. You know how hard person. hands are to. Yeah. Right. I mean, my story was very creative too. Like, yeah. how could they not identify the creativity there? Like that. That's kind of what I. Get. Yeah. I mean, it turned out. It's, uh, yeah. I mean, I'll be. Like, I'll be thinking about bloop 
for I mean, it, days. You know, you see Inception, yeah. and you're like, okay, right. Secret yeah. of the Blue. The surprise <laughs> ending. Yeah, I mean, come on. I love that. I inspired that film. Damn right. Okay, this is the other question you picked. Have you ever been starstruck? Oh, I didn't pick that, but that's an Did interesting you? question. Uh, I picked it because I just wanted to say that the only times that I've really been starstruck was I worked at Sunset Gower Studios in, right. in the 80s. And my, I worked in the bullpen at one point, which uh-huh. was all these assistants in this giant office. Uh-huh. And we were right where the elevators open. So the elevators open and you kind of look up right. and the doors open and it was Catherine O'Hara. Oh my gosh. And I Ooh. fucking, I literally lost uh, it. It was embarrassing. Yeah. Oh God, I love her so much. I, I love her so much. And then the second time was when I met uh, Andrea Martin. Oh, right. Oh. The two greats. I love Andrea Martin so much, I cannot right. even tell you. And my friend, Mike Potter, right. did hair and makeup for uh, Hedwig. Hedwig. And he was like, do you want to go to a barbecue at Andrea Martin's house? And I was like, oh my God, are you kidding? So I went and she was wow. everything you think she's going right. to be. Yeah. That's the best. She's wonderful. Because usually you don't want to meet your idols because yeah. you could be disappointed. She is perfection. And then I went to New York, and she was in Oklahoma, mm-hmm. and she got me tickets and, and said, right. come backstage when I'm done. I want to say hello. And she comes down the stairs in cutoffs. She's not, she was not a young woman at the time. Yeah. Looking amazing in Daisy Dukes and a yellow tank top with a 10-speed bike. Right. Yeah. She's and one, she said that she was sleeping with one of the chorus boys. Ah, oh, fuck like, yeah. She's one of those she gals. She's got the energy. She's still kicking yeah. hard. She's badass. I saw her at Pippin on Broadway and the, Isn't loved that the show all this and everything. Work? Spectacular. And yeah. then I remember leaving the theater and she just zipped by on her bike. I was like, that's Andrea Martin on her so bike. So good for her. So that's She's awesome. Amazing. All right. Um, Starstruck, I have. Uh, I, I, yeah, that's what I was thinking about this time. You know uh, Ryan Heffington, the choreographer? Yeah, for sure. Right, of course you do, because that's how we met yeah. through the sweat spot. Is, um, you know, I, I've been lucky enough to dance for him. And, yeah. Uh, he created a piece which was an all-male dance piece. Uh, we always called it the man dance. It was a horse with no name. I saw that. It was really lovely. Ah, thank it was you. so lovely. It was so much fun. Yeah. So we got booked to do this uh, at some big fancy Hollywood wedding in the middle yeah. of nowhere. Um, oh, you know, I don't know. It was a drive out. So we were at this super fancy wedding and we're about to perform. And um, once the moment I walked out onto stage... Uh, who did I see front row, three feet away from me, but my only sort of gay icon that I have. I'm not real big on the, the classic right. gay. I'm not like the big, you know, share, Judy Garland, yeah, yeah. share, yeah. whatever. I, but I've always had a thing for Barbra Streisand. Right. I love the Babs. I love her movies. I love everything about her. And there she was right in front of me. And oh my, gosh. my heart skipped a beat. But then, and it was, she was a little hard. She was a little cold at first. I don't yeah. know. So she was really feeling it. But by the end of our dance, she was moving a little bit. I could tell she was really enjoying our performance. Yeah. To have been able to entertain Barbara Streisand was uh, yeah. pretty cool. But you're but like, I hope I don't fuck up the choreography. Oh my God. For a second there, my yeah. anus clenched. I couldn't breathe. <laughs> and then I was you... like, 
That's cool. Didn't you hear later that she wanted to leave and they said, oh, wait, just yeah, five I more did. minutes. Yeah, I did. She almost left. So that was a little bit of her attitude was like, like uh, okay. okay. Yes, I am. Yeah. I guess I have to stay and watch this. I, I have a similar. I know, I yes, did, I love I, it. Jump on. I did this thing where I was hired to perform at a private party at uh, the Beverly Wilshire, I think, or the Beverly Hilton. I can't remember what it was. So I get in full Christmas drag because it was around Christmas. Right. And these people had me write an original parody about their friend. She's hilarious. We're going to send you a list of things. And it was like, she loves to go shoe shopping. And oh. like the most boring, right. like, uh, she loves some skinny juicy, girl vodka. Some juicy stuff there yeah. to work with. So I write this entire song. No one listens to a fucking word. Oh. Everyone is ignoring me. I'm like, you know what? This is a good paycheck. Just get through it. Right. When I was all done, it was raining. I went outside and I had to walk to my car and I went around a corner and I literally almost physically ran into Barbara Streisand. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. And it was her and a friend and then a big old sort of bodyguard guy with right. a, with a umbrella and I go and I almost run into she goes oh hello not hello gorgeous <gasps> yeah oh hello like uh, that's pretty good and that was it and you were I couldn't even say a word like all the oxygen is sucked from that right. area. yeah oh wow yeah that's pretty anyway, awesome that's it so yeah I love that you write amazing parodies mm. is there Thank you. Is there a rhyme or a couplet or just something where you're like, oh, that's my genius? Is there right a there. rhyme? That's all it is. is yeah, no, but is there one that comes to mind where you're like, oh. that was that is the most clever twist? I can't really They're think all good. of one now. Yeah, I have right. a new song. Um, I have a new song to um, to the Ario Speedwagon. I can't. Stop I can't this stop feeling. this feeling anymore. <laughs> yeah. So I've got no ass feeling anymore. And there's a couple of really good ones. Classic <laughs> Jackie Bean themes. The lack of feeling in ass. <laughs> no, but there's quite a few of those. I yeah. really can't think of like one. Oh, right there's now. so many. I mean, no, yeah, I'm I not kidding. Her no, really, her no, repertoire saying, is yeah. huge. She's yeah. got so many songs. Yeah. That's why before every show, she's always stressed out. I'm like, babe, you've got more songs than any queen I've right. ever known in my entire life. Like, yeah. you're fine. There's so so much has changed in our culture in terms of what's okay, what's not okay, and whatever. Are there songs that you used to could do and you're like, I can't do that anymore? Um, well, I remember when Chastity Bono was first transitioning. Right. I did he, she, Chastity to, uh, to, uh, Gypsies, tramps, and he, she, chastity. But I mean, you know, I always do it like, oh, an ignorant character is singing this song. Right. But nobody, everyone has right. irony, poor blood now. Right. It's a tough time. That's true. With the I do, it's a little bit crazy. I do uh, the Backstreet Boys. Yes. Yeah. They do Larger Than Life, and I do Black Cock is Larger Than White. And it's just all about that stereotype. Listen, right. she'll still do those. I'll she'll still, still do go it. there. Yeah. I mean, you know, like the trans issue became very sensitive with, right. the, yeah. with the how, you know, all of this language, you yeah. know, stuff. It's it's tough when yeah. we feel like we've already broke through a lot of barriers and right. we've already empowered ourselves and taken away derogatory sort of 
implications. And yet now we have to sort of take, move backwards. You know, we feel like we're regressing to make other people feel comfortable when we've, we're the ones that are fought this fight. You know, yeah. we're the freaks and the queers and the weirdos that got our asses kicked. And right. now we're supposed to like watch our P's and Q's for you right. people. Like it's, it's just a new generation. And at the end of the day, we have to respect people's feelings and yeah. I'm not trying to actively hurt anyone's feelings, right. but I also want to be able to have fun and be free and be comfortable. Yeah. And I think sometimes you don't know if somebody's genuinely outraged or they think they should be and they're kind of faking it. Oh, and a lot yeah, of right. times yeah. it's a 14 year old white girl <laughs> yeah. who is like, right. you know, online telling you what a racist bastard person yeah. you are. I'm, I'm transphobic. I'm racist. Yeah. You name it. I've been called. But it. you know, I have a song where I used to say tranny and now when I'm at, Hamburger Marys, right, I right. say drag queen because I'm talking about myself. Right. Well, listen, I was going to refer to Jackie as my tramma earlier in this yeah. I felt podcast. It and, and I was like, I have said to lady. edit myself yeah. Yeah. because I want to be, you know, yeah. thoughtful. Um, All right. Tell people how they can go see Who's the Boss. They can go to Brown Paper Tickets right. and search Who's the DA Boss. There you go. And it's right. at the Cavern Club Theater. Yes. The Cavern Club Theater, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. in the basement of Casita del Campo in Silver Lake. And, and we're doing a lot of shows. We're squeezing a lot of shows into yeah. one weekend. We open May 16th. Wow. And it's at least two shows a night. And um, Well, I will be there. I hope so. We'd love yeah, to yeah, have yeah. you. What is your system? You've got your organizer open. What Do you have a system? I love to see uh, what Well, I mean, do. when it comes to the go-go dancers? Yeah, is that what that is? Basically, Justin, if, if I called you and left you a message awesome. I, i'll underline you okay and if i confirm you i'll circle you that's the basic you're shtick. locked in yeah so you, you're lining up ah, look right. at, oh hey. austin's gonna be dancing i'm so glad yeah he's a good one hey mario yes ma'am circle me circle. i'm confirmed as your friend <laughs> exactly you start out as an underlined and then you just you want that circle oh, you want that circle, circle baby oh. give me some circle oh remember speaking <clears throat> of sweat spot that skating number you did with that other guy that right. was like with guys Will. cruising each other on roller skates. It was called The Cruise. You can find it on YouTube. <sighs> it's uh, so roll, sexy. Roller disco duet, The Cruise. It's on YouTube. Yeah. Oh, good. I'm going to watch and it. And I yeah. got to do that with Trey Knight, oh world, world champion roller skater. Yeah. I want to sing my song. What song? Course. Can I sing it? Yes, right now. Do we have yeah, time? Have yes, of course. It. All right, now Jackie's going to do a song for us. Is this something that. Tell us any. Is there any setup required? Uh, well, I mentioned it a little earlier. Oh, good. It's just okay. a new one, and I just thought if anyone is out there and they're not familiar with our work... Then this <laughs> is a good taste. Okay, yeah. Ready? Okay. Yeah, let's do it. I have to say, that part of it, yes, is the seriousness of the song. <laughs> Mario Speedwagon. If my boyfriend's dick was any longer, a picture of it might be in the record book. And when he gets excited, it grows stronger. It swells and turns bright purple, and it gets an angry look. I tell myself every time that this can't happen I close my legs and shake my head with fear Then the next thing that I know his balls are slapping As he plunges his erection 
in and out of my tight rear. That's when things get blurry and I start to lose my sight. As he humps away, I worry that I just might die tonight. And I've got the feeling that something down there just ain't right. Cause I've got no ass feeling anymore. It's oh like God. the SWAT team kicked in my back door. There's an echo that I just cannot ignore. But it's not even sore, whatever. Now I've got no ass feeling anymore. My prolapsed asshole's dragging on the floor. Looks like a lion that is in mid-roar All spare in love and war And so I've got no ass feeling anymore oh. I'll just leave it at that If I you want to hear the rest You have to This isn't going to be in Who's the Boss though No Where can people come see you sing that? Uh, just, you know, go to my just website MissJackieB.com Miss Oh my god First of all, I love a lion in mid-roar. It's yeah. brilliant. I also love that you use prolapsed. I had to get that in there. Oh, my God. That's, that's one amazing. of those things. Sometimes I'll just make, like, a list. Like, yeah. oh, I have to do this, and I got to yeah. do that. What I love is that you, you... It's that thrill when you get to that line in the chorus. You know, like, it's like, what's that title line going to be? And it's so satisfying. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. People, everyone should go see Who's the Boss at uh, Casino del Campo and... Follow everything that these two do because they're brilliant. Final question. You both talked about, like, when you were kids getting in trouble or whatever. And what do you think that kid that wrote that story and drew that picture would think about your lives now? What would they think about? Oh, wow, this is where, where I'm at. Well, I think about that a lot. I'm like, oh, my God. I, so every once in a while, I just have a memory of being a kid, like ditching PE mm-hmm. and hiding in the bathroom right. and being convinced that I wasn't going to graduate high school because if you don't pass PE, you right. will not graduate, which means you have absolutely no fucking future. That kind right. of yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. And people saying that's going to go on your permanent record and all these things that you think are so important. I am so thrilled with my fucking life. I tweeted this the other day. I was like, I often wonder what I would, what, what my life would be like if I had been born a man. And I put man in quotes, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, if yeah. I was normal, if I was like just yeah. some dude. Yeah, you know? if you were good at PE. Thank God that we're not normal. Oh my you know, because that has been the greatest blessing in my life is just being feeling different. Because right. I always knew that being on the fringe somehow, somehow having to identify your worth and that your goodness from within. Always gave me a sense of strength and confidence. So, and you purpose. know, yeah, and even as a kid, I always knew that I knew that I was good. I knew I was a good person. So, you know, that, it's so interesting you do that because I think when I think of people that grow up gay and and some people feel really bad about it, and there are some people that just know that they're all full of shit, right? Intuitively, well, when you can see what goes on around you and know you can see your role models and know that. That's not necessarily yeah. the healthy right way. So I never really had that. You never bought Listen, into it. I have the shame and I've dealt and I've overcompensated yeah. and I've fought the battle and I've struggled. 
But deep down inside, I always knew I was good. And yeah. I'm sure I'd be just as proud of myself then as I am now. So the secret of bloop guy would love this. I think so. That's awesome. You guys inspire me. I, I'm Aww. so inspired by what you do. And... Um, the, the, you're awesome. Well, so. Dennis, you're the sweetest, and it's always a pleasure working Thank with you, you very and much. being around you. Awesome. So. Well, we'll leave it there. Um, I'm going to go out and buy my own uh, 45. I wish I could get that on a 45. Put it in a jukebox. It's box. so good, Jackie. You can <laughs> find it online. <clears throat> All right. Yay! Bye. Bye. Thanks again to Jackie Beat and Mario Diaz for the great interview and the song. What a special treat. All right, go see them in Who's the Boss at the Cavern Club Theater. Learn about it at cavernclubtheater.com. All right. So this happened. As you know, I think I've mentioned on here before, I'm developing a tabletop party game with my friend Jeb Havens. It's called You Don't Know My Life. And on Sunday, we did a promo video shoot uh, for it. Uh, we're gearing up to sort of bring it out to people and make, and make it available for people to order. So my friends Brett and Andrew let me shoot in their fabulous kind of loft place. And we had two groups of really fun people coming and playing, including Jackie Beat who has so many great lines in it. It was hilarious. Um, and it was it was good. It got really excited uh, to bring this game to people because I think it's really great. I'm really excited about it. And it was a great shoot. So we'll keep you posted on the development. You will be hearing about it. I, tr- I, I guarantee it. And um, thanks for listening. That's it this week. Uh, catch us next time on Dennis Anyone. Bye. Say goodbye, Enzo. Well, he didn't talk. Okay, bye. Wouldn't that be funny if he did talk and that was the first time he ever talked? Okay, bye.